Hey everybody, Jim here, and I want to introduce this podcast that we're going to have right here. This is a bonus type deal. It's our Back Issues podcast that we do on our Patreon. And I talk about the Patreon all the time, and just if you don't know, it's at patreon.com slash weirdscience where you can go and support us for all the things we do and get plenty of podcasts in return for each level that you end up pledging. Uh, that's fine and dandy, right? I can tell you this, but I think that there's more proof in the pudding to show you. And to show you, I'm going to be grabbing, you know, each week one of the episodes of any sort of podcast that we do of the almost 2,000 episodes that we already have on the Patreon account and put them out here for everybody to listen to so that they can get the idea. Okay, this is what they're talking about. This is the type of things that they do. Oh my God, they're actually not. Negative all the time It's one of the things that I said to Eric That when we end up going on the Patreon A lot of times we talk about some things That are really good, really cool from the past That we really love And this is one of them It's Jeff John's JSA book from 2007 And I hope that Everybody that listens enjoys it And then just keep in mind These are the sort of shows that you get Every day, every week, every month On the Patreon And I hope that you would think Okay, now I get it Now I see what they do And maybe come and check out the Patreon Again, I'll mention it one last time Patreon.com slash weird science And you can check all these out But right now, all you have to do is sit back And listen to us talk about The Jeff Johns Justice Society of America Number one Back to life Back issues Back to Hello and welcome to the September DC Comics Back Issues podcast. And since the JSA has made a grand return to Justice all the League. way, baby. Yeah, I ended up putting them, it was basically a JSA poll, uh, basically to avoid any Legion books, because that was the other option, which may be coming up. Uh, oh. That would be something that would be fun for us, I guess, would right? It? Because, well, it would give us some info that might uh, turn out to be important later, maybe. I don't maybe. know. I don't maybe. know how things go that way. Um, but Bendis this is a Jeff Johns. Uh, yeah, really. I mean, that that's why, though. Wouldn't we want to do that so that we can bitch and moan more? I mean, that's why you learn things, so you can go to parties and bitch and moan. And isn't this a party? At all the time. That's right. You right? didn't go to parties. That's right. This is a party. But, yes, it's just the Society of America, Volume 3, Number 1. It was first published on December 6th. 2006 though the printed date does say 2007 you know how that kind of rolls there but it did come out in 2006 it was written by jeff johns pencils by dale eaglesham inks by art thibbert colors by jeremy cox and letters by rob lee and it's kind of one of those where when you hear that line up there Guys still working at DC. We see these and you, hear I these love guys Jeff a lot. Johns and Dale Eaglesham together. Yeah. They put together such a great cast of characters. Like that's one of those things. Like with the Marvel family that we're dealing with now and Shazam. It's like, all right, Dale, I need you to draw the hell out of a lot of characters because I'm gonna be throwing a lot at you. It's like, okay, let's do this yeah. shit. Let's do this. And there are in here, there are a ton of characters. Obviously, it's a team book, but it's even more extreme because of the concept 
of kind of this new team. My uh, favorite concept at DC Comics. Whatever I'm telling you, the whole thing Ace goes with too is the JLA at this time too. It's like when you have a recruitment drive issue, it's my favorite thing. If you get the characters sitting down and going through photos, like who are we going to recruit this time? Like, give me more. Actually, well, and this is people all the time because I love reading issues of that too. The the only one that we really had kind of this feel in my mind since we started the deal was JLI when they ended up having the you know the pictures on the uh, board and the plastic man came up no no he's too crazy no, no, and no, stuff no, like that no no we, cause we know, had that, that really great one in Justice League before the Forever Evil or actually even before the Trinity War when they brought in you know Element Woman Atomica and Firestorm or they all brought all those people in like alright we don't want Blue Devil we don't want Black Lightning yeah. right, we'll take these guys over here even though Atomica she's really gonna fuck us later yeah well and, and almost everybody they recruit it was off the team uh, but you know <laughs> within months so it we didn't matter knew ye. yeah it didn't even matter uh, but yeah I like the one with the JLI was the one that you know sticks in my mind just because of that plastic man when he came up and that nope too crazy and they went on from that <laughs> and uh, you know we've had some things just to talk about that you had the one point where you were saying that you were reading and uh, one of your favorites is when they go and knock on the door of Green Arrow yeah, and that, he I'm answers saying, that's, that's the Just League of America yeah, it, like I that goes that was along when, with this Okay, when they wanted, yeah. Okay, that was not the Justice League that you were talking about, Forever Evil, because that was way before, because it involved Connor when they went to see and and recruit Connor. Correct. Hey, no, no, or they're recruiting Roy. It's like you know, knock on the door, freaking you know, Oliver's there. It's like, all right, I'll give him a no, Ollie. We want Roy this time. Like the kids all grown up. Yeah, so, you know, it is pretty cool when they go to recruit and things like that. This is a little bit different because it's not the idea for the most part of recruiting people because of their abilities or where they fit in the team. A lot of this has to do with legacy. They are ending up. Well, it is a family. It starts off right away where Batman shows up, the Trinity, actually. And Batman says, you know, you guys, you know, the Justice League is a strike force. The Justice Society has always been a family. You guys have helped us out, you know, and you are, you know, pretty good. And you taught us how it's done. Can you maybe start up a new, you know, a brand of not even brand, but the new heroes these the younger heroes could you recruit the next them generation and uh maybe train them and it's funny because as this goes on yeah they do have an idea you end up with jay garrick and uh ted ted uh the wildcat and also alan scott uh they're the three that they go to and they have an idea they say you end up with green lantern having an idea alan scott and his idea pretty much it seems to go and trace the lineage of a lot of heroes so that they can end up having these you know legacy characters yeah. things like that to join the team people have taken on the names of other characters or even the mantle of old yeah. like you know their grandfathers or fathers at this point pretty much anybody you can associate with the jsa of old we want that version of they have now and i like that and so it isn't like you said it isn't the hey we need a heavy hitter like anytime me and you will be sitting Power try to girl. put together our <laughs> you know we try to put together our team who we would have things like that and they always start well obviously it's a little different because you have the three leaders already and that's yeah. usually what the first deal is but they want to go and figure out how these things are. So they end up with what you love, you know, the bulletin board with you get the, the pictures, you get the pictures and things out, like that. You get the bulletin board or you just sit around a table and you talk about it. Like even the JSA, just like, you know, yay or nay kind of thing. But I even love this whole thing because we have the, our JSA trinity of Alan, Ted, and uh, 
And I can't think of the off the top. And Jay, thank you. And the whole idea is like, you know, you got the heart and you got the responsibility yeah. with Al- Jay and Alan. And like Ted's like, look, I don't care about these kids. Well, you get yeah. them in the ring with me when you decide who's going to be on this team and I'll figure out who they are in the ring. I'm like, ah, oh, you freaking old freaking Tomcat. Yeah. You. Yeah. He is not very nice at this. He, he doesn't really want to get involved in the hands on, you know, and deal. I love that too, because the last, one of the last things we did with the JSA was that big Thanksgiving issue where the JLA come over yeah. to the JSA Brownstone. Everybody gets together and has turkey and stuff like that. Before this, so we had that issue. And then the timeline the next year, 52 was happening. So the Trinity was gone. Yep. The Just League were dismantled. So what we had was, you know, them coming together, the Trinity of the JSA and like, you know, uh, Alan's going off. Jay has to get home to Joan. And Ted's like, look, I got stuff to do. Don't worry about it. He just ends up sitting in the dark in costume, yeah. drinking beer at the Browns. Just like, drinking. Oh, you ordinary old man, you. Yeah, yeah. So this does happen uh, chronologically. The last time we've seen the uh, JSA was in week 29, like you said, of the 52. You know, yeah. they were having some Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Also, you end up in this right away. You end up seeing flashback scenes of the JLA and the JSA. Uh, during the event, World, uh, War, World III. War III, and that took right place the as four separate one-shot specials in May of uh, 2006 and seven, and build on events that took place during the 52 event. Like you said, there was a Grant Morrison story that was from uh, number 36 to 41 of the JLA. That's not what this no. is, not what they are talking about. Like, this is uh, the world against Black Adam. Yeah, yeah. So we have all this going on. Uh, they they do reference it, and this is part of the idea of you know putting the team back together. Um, but yeah, I like, and this is the thing with the JSA now with coming back, you see that they're really pushing away to make them younger. You know, if it's going to be that team that they ended up going back in hyper time in the, in the past and grabbing out of World War II, another kind of war that they're coming out of. But I actually like these guys as being the older ones. I like them being like the senior members so do that I. you can end up. I, that is something but, we so we really miss out of the new continuity of the new, from the new 52 on where we don't have these old timers. Like you had the Earth 2 younger version version of it like i just look at those guys yeah pretty sure that jay garrick and that was kind of like a scumbag kid who didn't have his shit together or something like that but when you have these characters that have been alive this long that you have that family aspect that's what the one biggest part that we're missing in dc comics right now is the family aspect like i'm telling you if you get a jsa book in the i don't even know how you would do it now because we just have them you know in hyper time of 1941 when they're fighting pro i'm like how do you successfully bring this feeling of this book to the now in comics? Yeah, I, just I don't being know. I guess that it, they're just going to force the idea of them being like all of them strangers in a strange land. If they end up having them that same, you know, age and yeah. they come, you know, not these older heroes. And it's funny because it's almost like you end up. Well, nobody wants older heroes. Nobody likes them when they're getting old. I mean, Jay Garrick is full out silver fox here. (laughs) I mean, he's got full out gray hair. Uh, What I like about this, number one, is Jeff Johns adding the combination of the older heroes now grabbing some of the young guns and also having that lineage. I think that's cool. Now, it's also one of the better ways to start a book with showing characters and things because it, you're gonna you can't avoid character moments roll call. when you're doing a roll call pick of who should be what and especially the way this isn't just 
hey, I got a letter and I show up in the, you know, the brownstone. This is we're going to go out and try to recruit some people. We're going to go see what they're doing. And you actually see a couple of these heroes in action. Some of the heroes don't even know what's going on. In fact, barely even even know their own powers. Yeah. And and don't want a part of it. Um, But they end up in different ways becoming a part of it. But you also, when I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, you start with the Trinity. They're, yeah. they're kissing the ass of the JSA pretty much. But that's the other thing I like about having these older heroes where you have the Just League right now in our continuity. They're the be all end all. There's nobody like I'm telling you that sanctuary went on because these heroes are no longer in our continuity. I don't I think these older heroes would have allowed that. They would have went to, you know, the Trinity and said, that's bullshit. We don't do Come that. Let you know, the let's greatest do. generation tell you something or two. Do you here. know what it would be? It'd be like, you know, boomer. Jay Garrick's like, shit, <laughs> keep a tight lip. Actually, Ted would be the best. What? Yeah, you want to talk about your feelings? Shut the hell up Get and in the grab ring. a beer, We'll talk buddy. about it with fists. Yeah, we took fist questions and answers. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would love – I like the idea where you end up where in our continuity, rarely are you going to ever see this sort of scene where the Trinity go and pretty much have to thank them and Please. tell them how great they are. Be tell the them that, again. Yeah, and we tell them like you. you were the ones who taught us. You taught us to be family. Can now it's time to do, do it this all over again? again. And yeah, we don't see that in our continuity. And it's a shame because what ends up happening then is you do end up seeing stuff like, you know, not even just the sanctuary, but even when, you know, like Christopher Priest's run on the Justice League, where he wanted to push that idea of, you know, they're going too far above the law. They're going to get arrested, things like that. I do like when you end up having these older heroes able to step in and maybe counsel the trinity because they they aren't the oldest or most seasoned vets there there's somebody else above them i'd like to have that i'd like to have just somebody above the trinity on that scale and it's pretty cool i mean right away when they are like hey you know we have to thank you you know you did it all for us or whatever and then you do see the three like you said ted alan and jay you're like man they're cool like they're old, but boy, they're cool the way they are. Ted has his arms crossed. He's ready to go punch somebody like always. And I really do like that. I like it as an open, but I also like it as a concept of a, a series and a, an issue where you can then recruit some characters and you learn about them because that that just lends you to go, okay, who's next? Well, we're going to go see Eric Shea. You know, this oh, guy yeah? loves continuity and he sure also, does. you know, is a man child. That's what his, huh. his name is, the man, the man child. child. But yeah, I like that where it doesn't feel forced. I can because get they're in going the music parts files. for free. Yeah. Yeah, really. And, uh, you know, they even as they're going through the um, the bulletin board there, they're like, all right, you know, Jesse's in Liberty Bell. Take yeah. the photo off and go. And I also like seeing that cool ring. Uh, of Alan Scott. I always like Just the you idea know that. of this Liberty Bell, though, too. Like, you know, the daughter of Johnny Thunder and, like, you know, the Liberty Bell from back in the day. Like, so, like, we have a Liberty Bell character who used to be Jesse Quick, but now she's, you know, taking on her mother's persona. So you have a speedster, for, another speedster on the show. Then, like, yeah. just everything about taking these characters from back in the, like, the legacy characters and having them evolve from what we have seen them in the past into their own new personas. It just, it, it really used to make me just happy to see this yeah. whole thing. But, you know, we have Mr. Terrific, you know, you know, uh, Liberty Bell, Power Girl, Our Man, Star Girl, Dr. Midnight, you know, the new Dr. Midnight. It's like, all right, well, who else? We got to go out and we got to recruit everybody we can. And on top of that, you had this through story where we're dealing with Mr. America, the yep. idea that there is this conspiracy plot of people going around trying to kill the members of the JSA families. I'm like, very, in my mind, 
Very Watchman-esque. I told yeah. you uh, before that when I read this, just his look, number one, reminds me of the comedian. The comedian, So yeah. that, that goes right off. But the idea of somebody going around trying to pick off, not the, the members, but their family, the family in yeah. a book that's based on the JSA family. coming back as a family. It's it's very cool. And you end up seeing this I Mr. D- America that I'm not aware of. I, I was not aware of until I read this, uh, this character. And he comes in and there is, well, if you are... Somebody who knows him. Well, I'm telling you, if you if you end up knowing uh, this character and you go and you see, I mean, it is Trey Thompson, and he is at the Thompson residence where there's a murder. And and as he's there, he's giving this whole. I I love this narration. I love the concept of it, though. I think his his buddy's going to be fired because he's like, no, no, as an FBI agent, his buddy is going to take his place as Mister America. So he like doesn't matter if he's like, look, uh, yeah, you mean Trey Thompson? He was Mister America. I better put on this persona now. Well, you see, because he Trey ended up getting fired because he went a little he got a little handsy with the talent he has, he has some fist say. questions with a yeah, child murderer yeah a child off. murderer he uh yeah and the guy got off yeah he ended up you know giving him fist questions he got fired but then he ended up becoming mr america uh with his ex-partner who would call him in for certain things because he said yeah and you have trey was still you know pretty kick-ass at doing his job so he would get called in well he gets called in here and he even says like i i I love this background story where you know we are seeing the things through mr america who's putting together this whole idea of a conspiracy and has to go warn the jsa by the end but this is my biggest problem at the beginning because he walks into his house and you don't find at the end that he is in his house and like his family is his family is showing no emotions at all in this whole thing for him taking off his mask and saying you know like everybody's dead except for the husband we can't find him and takes off the mask that's because i'm the husband i'm I'm the husband why aren't tears just rolling down your face i have a feeling that you're supposed to see that he's just a hardened guy that that just has seen too much to you know even the fact that he went down and really tracked down a child you know a pedophile and child murderer and then ended up giving him fist questions as we said i I think that you're supposed to see that this guy has seen you know pretty you know too much even that he's shell-shocked here but i just think when he finds his brother and his brother's wife dead that he gets more emotional but oh no not my brother's now it's starting to add up he's like you know what i hate addition and this is catalyst i hate that villain. oh god it's crying it must be tear gas because i don't have a Emotions. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, who's cutting onions? But yeah, they, they continue. Then you go back to, you know, the uh, JSA Trinity here, and they're still trying. They have all these pictures around, and, you know, you can look through these and kind of like, oh, man, they wanted that guy, that guy. But they, they're just trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. You do get their little placards, you know, Green Lantern, Alan Scott Keeper, the Green Flame, the Flash, Jay Garrick, the original Fastest Man Alive, and Wildcat Ted Grant, former heavyweight champion. And it still just continues where it's just Alan and Jay talking. Ted does not want to be there. He's just looking the other way. He's grunting, you know, and they're they're giving you background of what had happened, how the team was set up. It was all, you know, FDR's secret team, the fight forces overseas. And the things mystery like that. men. And I love that. Even that that's the big deal we're like you know back in the day we weren't called superheroes we were called mystery men and that's how we liked it and we wore an onion on our belt and that was the fashion of the day i mean they're really going over with this whole idea as they pick the team no but as they pick the team that would be grandpa simpson as they pick the team they're remembering
remembering some of the older teams, some of the older people, how the team was born, how they fought, how they how lost, all, all these now. things. Yeah, how how pretty much it went bad, and <laughs> just wanting to you know get to the idea of who they're going to get. And this is like Ted. And he's like, you know what? Now it's who's getting drafted. That's the question. You know what the answer is? I don't care. He has no, you know, he doesn't care. He's just, listen, call me when you recruit him, send him into the ring. I'll beat the crap and I'm teaching him some things. I'll teach him how to fight. And that's about all he wants to, you know, learn about or do kind of changes by the end slightly. Um, but yeah, he's going to go off while they're going. And now we're going to see pretty much the recruitment, the whole idea Time to get of Al Pratt's son damage on the team. Yeah. Go, and that's the thing is it really seems like Jeff Johns loves Philadelphia. And I have no idea yeah. why, but he yeah, always puts characters in Philadelphia. in Philadelphia. So it's time for our man in Liberty Bell to go find just the chip on his shoulder damage to offer him yeah. a thing just because he is a legacy character. Like and it Al is Pratt the, yep, was his father. Yep, Al Pratt was his father. And this is the 90s damage. Uh, he ends up, and I said, I even Not said before. Ethan Elvis Avery? No. And then uh, the thing is, on the cover of this first issue, you do have damage there. They're around the table. They're all standing. And damage is oversized because uh, old uh, – it was – Alex uh, it Ross was a mistake. Alex Ross is, is not in fall because he looks just like Adam Smasher. No, it's and not that's Alex the thing. I, I couldn't. For some reason, I was having problems thinking of Alex Ross's uh, name. He actually admitted that he thought that it was Adam Smasher and made it a little They're too so big. Close. It, it's one of those, though. When you look at it. You don't really see it anyway. You just kind of go. No. But it, he is bigger. Look when at you that go. big damage. Now, this is where <laughs> I wonder uh, the idea here. And we have said there's some people around, you know, our way that, you know, somehow think that we're still fighting the Civil War in Quakertown and we're on the southern side. This is a you Confederate flag yeah. villain named Rebel. Who is pretty bad? And, and I don't really, like the, the the colored people. Yeah, that's I'm basically going to bring what back it is. America's true colors: yeah, red, he, white, and blue. He I'm is like, mad. All right, damage. He, break this yep, guy's teeth. Break that's this what guy's he's knees. Too. He's basically like, I, I don't like anybody different than me. I don't like the colored people. I mean, he says it, and then damage is just trying to kill him. He's trying to beat the crap out of him. We, we, and we don't we don't take kindly to that in Philadelphia here. So it's time no, to get rid he's of you just here, like, Rebel I don't yell. know what's going on here in the city of brotherly love but here we go we're gonna fight and that's where you end up with this recruitment but damage he he doesn't want anything to do with it our men in liberty bell are there and like hey you know why don't you come join us yeah well what happens is the police come up to damage and they're like hey you know what the heck's going on you just ruined a bunch of our police cars you're ruining buildings you're gonna have to pay for that he's like pay for that get out of my way and he slaps the car down the street almost kills a man and then arrested damage it's funny too as while he hits it and it's kind of a badass move the real badass move is our man who catches the car with one hand in a way that I'm not sure how he catches it, but he does. And then he's <laughs> like, hey, and Liberty Bell, and they're just standing there. I mean, they're all, they're next to each other, hugging kind of uh, side by side. And like, hey, I, you don't like have to, to be ima- rude. I like to imagine all the thing, too. He hits that car, and our man catches like, all right, Jesse, I got one minute left of my serum. You got yeah, really. to put this down we right now. Can you do please this. get out of the way? Things we- are about to get bad. We really should have taken a plane here. Uh, you know, we, I we don't took know why. The, we why took I let this freaking thing go at 4.59 minutes ago before we even yeah. got to Philadelphia. I have no yeah, idea you know, why They I did ended this. up stopping for food and stuff. And like, we really shouldn't Uh-oh, have about stopped to go into for a that. Liberty Bell. Better, t- yeah. better turn this gone. Well, he said, I'm not in Philadelphia area uh, that often. 
I need to get myself a gobbler is what he got. <laughs> yeah, so he catches it. And I love the way Liberty Bell is like standing. Well, it might be. I don't know. Well, they the, every time we see this team, it's Thanksgiving, Eric. But Liberty Bell is rubbing our man's head, you know, mm-hmm. and like, hey, how rude is what they I wanted to say. Jim. I'm like, this is full house. And they're like, hey, you know, what's going on, Damage? You want to join our team? What? No way. But your your dad, he was the original Adam. Why wouldn't you want to join? I don't need any of that crap. You know, he I'm basically, sure they're really desperate looking for a five foot wrestler to cape. I'm like, why don't you go yeah. put your daddy down like that? Yeah, really. And then he's like, yeah, Teen, t- teen Titans already offered me. And this is the funny thing in my mind is they're showing at this point in that the Teen Titans seem to be more of a prestigious thing because it's like Teen Titans offered me membership. I, I turned them down. The Freedom Fighters, they asked me. I turned down. Why would I go with you? I'm like, it's the JSA, dude. Come on. But he's like, yeah, what could you yeah, offer but they didn't me? Bring Flash or Green Lantern. They brought yeah, Hour really. Man Liberty Bell. Yeah, it's really. Like, but that's it like, won't be that bad. It is funny, too. He's like, you know, what are you going to offer me? Well, how am I? Why would I want to join? And that's when the one guy comes up and goes, okay, you're going to pay for all this damage damage and then our man in the goofiest look in my mind he's like hey build the justice society and starts laughing i'm like yeah he's hugging damage and like all right and then it's the best is damage is like great he he doesn't he still doesn't want to be involved he's just like oh this sucks but i don't Um, pay for this either yeah yeah really but then we go back to mr america who is going there and track down catalyst he is tracking down catalyst And realizes because his brother ends up calling him and like, hey, I need help. We need help here. And then the the line goes, daddy knows. Oh, no, somebody's after my family now, including my brother and my sister-in-law. And he goes and he does run into Catalyst, uh, who he's going to fight here. And again, even the idea, I know it's a whip, but even the idea with the whip around the neck and how violent, it just really, really feels a lot like Watchmen to me. I mean, this this part with this really seems to like really kind of. This is the part with Catalyst where the guy can secrete any chemical compound you can imagine out of his skin. It's not even just that. No, it's just no. how he gets him by the neck by that whip and then chokes him and then slams him. And I mean, it's way more violent than a it's, normal. This just reminds me of Zorro. What are you talking about? Well, I don't know. I, I've never really seen Zorro with a whip, but uh, oh, yeah. I always All see him with a. Whip. I always see him with a rapier. That's how he does He's his, you know, his mark. Whip. Yeah, I've never seen him with a whip. I'm not a big Zorro fan, so it's more Indiana Jones to me. But you go off then, and you end up meeting the next uh, uh, hero, just a, or just you know, a ball of sunshine. Hero. Yeah, Maxine Hunkle. It's Maxine Hunkle, and it is you know Ma Hunkle's granddaughter, and they even spell it out like, "Hey, Cyclone. your your legacy." Uh, they don't even care at this point. I think that if she even has powers, because they don't seem to realize. I don't know if maybe at this point they were going to recruit her to well, maybe clean up, but then yeah. she jumps off the building and starts flying around with wind powers. Tio uh, Morrow did inject her full of nanites, you know, when she was younger, and did mess her up kind of bad. So kind of what a lot of people believe gave her her powers. Yeah, and then they said she's sif- – but that's the thing, though. They're like they, – I see her. She's on the top of a building. It makes it seem like they think she's going to commit suicide because they don't go, hey, Tio Morrow gave her powers. It's Tio Morrow injected her with something and really made her depressed. And so what she's smiling about, I have no idea. What's she doing? I don't know because they don't – I don't think they have think any she's idea. fun. She just jumps off the building and then can use, you know – her wind powers. You also see that throughout all of this, as she's in school, 
uh, she's very oblivious to nobody wanting any parts of her. I feel so uh, and bad nobody for likes her. They she's just a hyperbole of sunshine much. who yeah. talks a lot and it just drives everybody away. When she's sitting there by herself at the cafeteria in college, I'm like, but smiling. That's what I'm saying. She smiles. She and her roommate gets that. Her roommate's like, "I'm I'm getting the hell out of here." And she's like, "What? I thought that you know, statistically, people who live in dorms have higher GPAs, and we were going to live with each other in law school." And she's like, "No, I'm leaving." When she shows up the brownstone and Ma Hunkle's there and talking about how I bet you all your friends are jealous that you get to come and like you know stay at the JSA headquarters stuff like that. It's like, yeah, all my friends, Mike. Yeah, all my friends. Yeah. She don't I'm no so friends. sad for you. Yeah, because you end up Power Girl and Mr. Terrific take her back. And uh, she's just, she won't stop talking. I mean, she's so excited. She's, so, she's just, so much. oh my God, oh my God. She's crying because she's so happy. But also they have, I told you when I first read it, the, the coolest panel where it's just uh, Mr. Just Terrific and Power Girl background. with words as the background and them just like, does this girl ever shut up? Like they're really, really like, holy crap. But you know, she's a big star girl fan. She's 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 a fangirl of everyone. And you end up where she gets to the brownstone and nobody wants to deal with her. She's already not making friends there because people are like, does she ever shut the hell up? But you got crazy star, man. You got damage. She just does not want to be there. You know, she's not around a lot of people at this point that really are having a great time. I'm telling you, the people at that table are some heavy hitters that want no parts of her. They're like, does this girl shut the hell up? Well, we do get star men then. And this is a a big deal because you don't know at the, you know, who is this star man? He's ending up saving people and asking people if they like sloppy Joe's. He's got a lot and of yes, odd star things man. to say. Yes, I yeah, do. Really, All everybody you made does. me want was to have sloppy Joe's yeah. tonight. He ends up saving a police or a, a news helicopter, bringing it down. And the lady comes out who's like the newswoman. Hey, hey, uh, what do you say? What's going on here? Do you like sloppy Joe's? Because it's Wednesday, right? And you're like, what the hell's going on? Well, you find out that he's pretty insane and he lives in an insane asylum. I like when he goes back to, he walks in and dances his way through the Good afternoon, story. Hello, Hello, doctor. How are you yeah. feeling? It's Wednesday. I'm great. And then I'm and like, did, did you take did, all did your, you take your pills? pills? Yeah. All four colors, colored kids and polar boys. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, star man. I Get love your his- room. I love his slide into the room. It's such a classic <laughs> moment when he slides the in. Starman was one of the weirdest. Yeah. Will Payton uh, is one yeah. of the weirdest Starman. Just having this crazy one from the 31st century. I'm like, yeah. you do what you want, JSA. He has great powers. Even when he's flying back and you do like, you know, you have this character. He just caught a helicopter as it was falling. But then when he's flying back to the Institute, when he actually like goes through a pane of glass, which you always see those guys carrying sideways into yeah. a building that always breaks. He just flies through it. So like, you know, like uh, is able to like, you know, uh, phase right through it. Yeah. All fine. I'm like, good for you, Star Man. I just like the idea that even when he's just coming home, then these guys are gonna, you know, classic breakage of the glass. Just fly through it. It's fine. I'm like, yeah. The thing there's is, something though, special about you. I, I, it's weird. I think it's broken. I, I see yeah. it here. There are pieces all over flying <laughs> out. Oh my god, it's paper, I, but I, it no, does no. look like he broke through because for he's some reason when I looked at deal. it, I, I see it now that I'm looking. For some reason, the first time I saw, it, I'm like, oh, that pane of glass is and, completely fine. And well, that one guy is pissed. There goes yeah. my idea of Star Man. I, I actually <laughs> like it better because he's oblivious. But he also, at this point, flies through the window a of a cab out the door. I mean, he is. It's almost like I he don't has know Mentos. How I missed all this glass the first time he, I read it. He has it. Mentos, Eric. He's got the fresher uh, picker upper. He, he just goes his own way. But Mentos I love when he dances freshens. in. I'm telling you, when he's home, sweet home, and slides into his room, and you end up then 
having uh, a midnight Star Girl and, and Dr. Midnight and Star Girl, and they're there and like, what's up with this guy? Oh, him. He he's crazy. He's nuts. He ends up he lives here, maybe. but we let him out. I like the idea that he's probably schizophrenic. He hears voices in his head, but if there's trouble, we let him go out. He just comes back. He loves it. He loves those sloppy joes, and they're gonna try, you know, to end up trying to recruit him. Just the here. idea too. He'll go out for the robbery or the fire, but you know when he gets those murder scenes, kind of freaks him out every now and again. And yeah. we have to like you know calm him down, like. I don't, yeah, it's the thing. It's a very powerful character. The but like, I don't know if I'd want him on my team just because he's hanging out in this freaking institution and it's all funny, the time. I think Borderline that the schizophrenic. Only, it's it's like the only reason that oh, we he, had a star man before we need yeah. one now. Well, and they need one. The only reason it seems to be in my mind they're very lucky who they sent because. He seems to really go with the idea that Dr. Midnight's a doctor, and that's what gets him. So he's like, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we want you to join in. What do you think? And he's like, I think I've lost my mind, doctor. Can you please help me find it? I know who you both are. They told me the dreams and the nightmares, her and him. She tries to scream, but he makes her quiet. It's what the problem is and was and when. (laughs) I think, I think, I think. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here, Stargirl. He is so crazy. Uh, But yeah, they recruit him in. And then you go where you have now Ted, who is training. Ted's still there. He's, you know, beating the crap out of a heavy bag. You know, a lot to do in his life so this is pretty no. much his day-to-day yeah he's just you know he's training he's like okay they're gonna bring me these recruits eventually i'm gonna end up you know trying to do things and and really i don't need any more people in my life i got what i want i i can just train them i move on i don't get attached to these kids or anybody that i train because i'm just gonna have a new wave that's how i like it and that's where jay and alan show up and like hey uh, you need to come with us quickly. And the thing is, I like this because throughout this whole thing, you're not getting much Ted. And the Ted you're getting is, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be involved. But he, you see that he has a good connection with these characters when you end up where he says, you know, Jay's a guy who smiles all the time. Like, you can't stop this stupid fool from smiling. When he stops smiling, that's trouble. That's when you start listening and uh, doing things, and so he goes with them. That's the whole thing. This whole backstory is like, he's not smiling. Oh, my God. I must owe child support for the last yeah, 20 really, years. I'm in trouble. because He ends up going, but you end up even then with still with Mr. America, which does lead to him there. And he does seem upset there. He's yeah, kind of you know sitting down, but I think that he was kind of in shock. And I think that he's seen a lot of things as that FBI agent turned into this hero. And I like though that he's still you know he's drowning his sorrows in in spring water it looks like he ends up dropping that but you go back then and that's just a quick thing to show that it is affecting him a little but yeah you end up then when maxine shows up and uh ma uncle lets her in there's a lot of hugs and this is where i'm saying they're like welcome in you know i guess you know finally you have nothing to say for once and it doesn't last long. She starts no. going because they're at the table. You have the new recruits. You have, uh, you know, the older I ones and things like that. I would much rather talk to a freaking Cyclone than Starman at this point. Yeah, she's going to jab no. Ron, but at least oh, I'll understand Starman. what she's saying. She's, and Starman's like, he's saying to Mr. Terrific, who really wants his personal space, hey, there's a star on Thanagar. I dreamt about it. Ha, 52. <laughs> That's all he's We did this already, Starman. Oh, man, like you're crazy. You end up having, you know, hey, orientation. Yippee. You even have, uh, you know, struggle. Hey, here's Maxine. Orientation is the worst. Damage has it right. 
yeah, damage just like orientation. Yippee, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Midnight. He's just reading a book. Uh, you end up also. I like too that you have our man and Liberty Bell about to start making out. <laughs> they just can't keep themselves away from each other. That's called um, love, Jim. Yeah. So as this goes on, though, you see that Mister America has uh, you know a mysterious uh, fellow lady. We'll see. We'll find it's, out it, later. It's, has it's, sliced him up. And it's he's Vandal Savage. Get, yeah, he's trying to get to. Uh, the uh justice society to warn them he does end up kind of breaking through the skyline and falling on the table like all right i just got to the brass i better get up i'm I'm bleeding death right now but this is gonna be way easier than trying to knock on the door or open it smash through the skylight down onto the table for everybody to find me so i can warn them about what's to come yeah and while this is going on you do have jay ted and Alan, in uh, what I enjoy, where uh, Alan Scott has the, it, it looks like a chariot, a chariot construct that yeah. Ted is in. Like, Ted's like, I'll let you make me a construct, but it, it better be manly. They give him a chariot, but they go and end up. And since this whole thing has been about legacy and looking it's into so things, they have too. been looking through all of the, you know, the DNA, pretty much, you know, ancestry.com. And it did lead. It, it's, something. So, it's so funny to me, though, because they're going, like you said, on the ch- he's got a chariot construct for Ted. It's like, can you guys at least tell me what this is about? We're almost there. It's like, and the Jays run faster, Alan, and they have to get there. Cause I imagine for some reason they know exactly when this guy, Tom Bronson, is going to walk out of his apartment walk to go out for, for a smoke break. Yeah, to you go know, for like, a smoke. Hey, Ted. That's dirty smoker over there. That's your illegitimate son. Yeah. He says his name is oh, no. Tom. He's your son. And then He'll yeah, later become Tom Ken. Yeah. He's so a you end up seeing Jim. that. Oh, there he is. He's the illegitimate son. As you end up having Mr. America fall bleeding out on hey, the like table. You like that, Maxine? You happy you joined the JSA now? A dead body just dropped in front of yeah, you. Still look okay. at that. You ain't, you ain't got much to say now. I like where... <laughs> She's going on and on. It looks like she's talking to Stargirl. And I you're love like, her. Yeah, you end up having damage. Does she ever shut up? And then you have Starman. She's looking for me, but it's not time yet. Do you know what the time is? I'm like, oh my God, you you are insane. Uh, but yeah, I don't so want to have ends, to bunk with Starman. It ends, yeah, really. It ends there with, you know, Mr. America looks like he's bleeding out. He's going to warn them, you know, who attacked him uh, coming up. And you end up seeing that. You know, Wildcat, who does not want anybody in his life, doesn't want anything Turns to tie him he's down. He's got family after he's all. He's got a son. He's got a son. Uh, yeah, that he knows that he's a dirty smoker. So he's going to at least have to, you know, kick you know, him of that hat. Alan, he's got, well, he doesn't have Jade anymore. Jade's dead. But like, mm. Alan's got Obsidian. You know, Jay's got Joan and the rest of the Flash yeah. family. What do I got? I got a punching bag. Oh, yeah. God. I got a now freaking 20 year old son. I got a son. I got a and lot like, of back challenge. Looking at him pay. here, well, uh, it's supposed to be me who went out for a pack of smokes. It looks like he did. Oh, no. He never then, knew about him. You calm I love down. it. I love Ted goes over yo what are you smoking there boy what oh no these aren't mine it must have been one of my school oh, no. chums that a put him in my in pocket cat suit. Run. Yeah. oh no this <laughs> doesn't make sense but yeah that's how it ends i really liked it i, I, I enjoyed the whole deal just of, the whole idea you know you these the, new characters the recruitment drive on top of a story that is going to set up your first big arc to freaking you know bring all these characters together now that they are as the jsa i'm like i, I really love jeff john storytelling here 
Yeah, I, I always like his storytelling, and he has that way, again, of- He's got that way not, about him. <laughs> well, he has that way, like we said about in the Aquaman, where it's not this, like, he, he ends up by the end of the story giving you as much recap, giving you as much exposition as, and you know, pretty heart. much any other writer, but he gives his blood and his soul. No, the way he does it, he has- one of the most perfect pacings of it in my mind where you and end seems up, to know he gives and you a little characters. Yeah. And he, he, he gives you a little background. And then with the idea in this of having that whole Mr. America thing going, that does break it up. So you end up like, okay, you have, you know, uh, Dr. Midnight and star girl going out to get Starman. Okay. And then you, instead of just going to the next deal or going back to the Brownstone right away, you'll have this little break of this mystery within this issue that ends as the cliffhanger even, and a double cliffhanger, which is even cool setting up in the first issue where you have Mr. America spell out who he is, his informant, who is his old partner for the FBI, yeah. Jeffrey Graves, who will eventually become the next Mr. America. And now after, you know, Trey is going to die from his injuries. I'm like, you have set all of this up perfectly, Jeff John. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. The DC universe needs you. I know. And yeah. And when you end up having this idea of this guy telling you who he is it makes sense he's telling you it's not an omnipotent you know sort of lecturing deal he's telling the reader because he is entering a crime scene to check it out he's been called there and it makes sense as if you are watching with him (laughs) and he has to explain to you why he would be called and why he's allowed to do that and why this guy from the fbi goes to call him because it's an ex-partner he tells you why and right away anybody who's gonna you know go after a child killer uh, because some evidence was burned and he was going to make him pay. I'm See, down with him. Tony, you know? now, that I, now that I think about it, I was really enjoying the whole idea, but his partner, his ex-partner has called Mr. America into the crime scene here, and he should know that this is Trey Thompson's family. He should. Like, he might, Maybe that's kind of why like, he wants him there. I, 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 I got to uh, call I you know? Trey. I, I'm, I'm talking to Trey right now, not Mr. America. God damn it, your family is dead. Yeah, Please get I, down he here, might not be in able, costume. But maybe the reason is, is because, because you're he's gonna, there amongst <laughs> people and has to get him there. And the only way he can really I know you'll get, get him there. Pull that mask off and people realize that you're my ex-partner. Well, that's the I'm going to get fired deal. from the feds as well. Yes, Don't fuck me here. That's kind of trouble. But I'm saying maybe he's there. He just shows up. He has all these other guys around him. He, he can't just like call up and, hey, hey, Trey, get here. Uh, you know, you could hey, end Trey, up, where you at? it oh, would I'm be, uh, oh, yeah. And I'll well, keep going because I need you here. Uh, I like the, where Trey, uh, bends over and puts his finger in the blood and I swear to God, he was going to taste it. Hmm. That's my wife's blood. All right. And the, the thing is, again, he shows up and, and knows it's his house when he walks yeah. in. But I like the, the idea that he is That's trying to. Yeah. And I guess, he, you know, you would think he'd recognize his house, but he wants to figure out what's going on before <laughs> he reveals. Because yeah. if he reveals himself now, they're kicking him the hell out. And and in the meantime, pretty much I don't know even why they're not arresting him, immediately thinking of him as a suspect and taking him downtown. But they don't seem to. Uh, and he has figured it out. And he says, you know, there's there's a paralytic in this. Somebody's poisoned them. They did this. And, they you know, trying to figure slow. out the deal. Oh, yeah, they died real slow. <laughs> you uh, and, and, emotion, you man of stone. Yeah, really. But, yeah, I, I did really like it. I, yeah, I, good. I had a good time with it. Even at the end of that issue, you do end up having, like, the next year coming up. And that's a very Jeff Johns thing as well. We ended up having that in the um, Aquaman, Aquaman yeah, as yeah. well. Now, here's the funny thing is I read this on the app. 
uh, and that has that. Yes, uh, but in the trade. They don't include that page because you're going to see that in the trade coming up, Uh, though. I guarantee you, because one thing with Jeff Johns, he likes to put that a lot of times the things don't pan out quite like that. But I will. I'd have to see uh, if I read the whole deal to see if they do. I'm pretty sure they do. uh, Because, yeah, that Aquaman had some wacky things and things like that. So seven C's, um, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. But what did you think of it? 8.5 8.5 out of 10. I love Daily Gosham's art and I love the recruitment drive. It's just one of those things where I can, like, you know, sit here and question the motives of Trey freaking Thompson here and the idea of like Mr. America. But overall, this is a strong issue that really makes me want to go back. Cause I, I read a lot of the previous JSA run this run yeah. on. I did not read a lot of them. Like now I'm reading this. I'm like, am I going to have to jump on this now on the wonderful, wonderful DC universe app? I think I am. You are. You're going to have to jump on that there. Uh, it's good. I really like it. I'll have to do that as well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Uh, I like Could the art a nine. lot. Yeah, I, I like the art a lot. It's just at the end of it, you don't get too much story yet. It's it's the, But I like it. I really like the, the team. We got the setup like for that. them all to go down in yeah. the end, Jim. Yeah. So Someone's got go. a vendetta against the JSA, and it's only up to them to find out who that before all their true. loved ones are dead. And we're gonna have to see. But yeah, if you if you continue to <laughs> keep me informed, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure continuing. you like Maxine that you'll Love enjoy that her. Um, but yeah, uh, what do we say at the end of the podcast? That's the end of this episode of the Back Issues Podcast. Until next time, it's back to the long box. Ah, back to the long box indeed, Eric Shea. But before we go, let me tell you a couple other of the shows that we had just this past week on our Patreon. We actually did the DC Comics Back Issues Podcast, where this past week we talked about Batgirl, number 17, Stephanie Brown Batgirl, from 2009, which was a one-shot story with Damian Wayne. We also ended up having our Marvel Comics Back Issues podcast that ties into the DC stuff as well because we did the one-shot Daredevil and Batman number one, Eye for an Eye, that I ended up doing with my man Stork. We ended up having a bonus Back Issues podcast with Sweet Tooth number one from 2009. Our DC Comics Patreon Spotlight, Robin number one and Teen Titans Academy number two. Those were the books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep. Boop. And I ended up doing a long deal, an hour and 44 minute uh, character of the month podcast on Connor Hawk, Green Arrow Connor Hawk in the Brotherhood of the Fist story, which was a crossover deal with the Bat family and many, many more things. That is just the last couple days. So, yeah, we we tend to try to do a lot. We do a lot of podcasts, a lot of comic book stuff, a lot of stuff that I think is well worth at least checking out. So if you do think, hey, I like what they just did with the JSA deal and some of that other stuff sounds pretty cool, go over again to patreon.com slash weird science. Check it out. You can join up now as we are into May. And you will not get charged right away. You won't be charged unless you carry over into June. So you have a whole month to check all the stuff out. No fuss, no muss. See if you like it. If you do, carry on. If you don't, just quit and, you know, you'll break my heart. But you won't have to pay a cent. So please check it out. Thanks a lot again. Patreon.com slash weird science. But it's all in the show notes here. I hope you enjoyed all this and have a good weekend.